Slay Nation. We're back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm your host, Heather. I have a full studio. We've been getting so many great interviews in. I This interview is going to be no different, I guarantee you. Chauncey, go ahead and intro yourself and then intro our guest. So I'm super excited for this interview. I'm Chauncey, one of the co-founders of So She Slays. Today, like I say all the time, I'm always excited to jump into Socially Slay's podcast because I come like once in a while. But today I have the honor to be here with one of the most dopest women empowering just a boss. Like there's no girl boss in front of it, just a boss. Her name is, please introduce yourself. Thank you guys so much. I'm Michelle Sneed, uh, founder and CEO of A Few Good Women Production. And that's not all you do. Yeah, like I, she's very, she's very <laughs> humble because we need a little bit more because you're not just only a founder, which is already dope within itself, but you are that girl. So. I mean, you've been in the industry for everybody who doesn't know. Like, well, we will hype Michelle up for her. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Let me just let me just gas this up a little bit. Like, okay, so. Michelle, I mean, you're an industry veteran. And when I mean industry, everybody, we're talking entertainment. Okay. Used to be the former president of Tyler Perry Studios. Everybody knows Tyler Perry. If you don't, you're under a rock. I'm going to need you to educate yourself. Um, You have to know him at this point. I mean, elaborate. (laughs) Tell me more about all like an industry veteran. That means you've been doing this for a hot second. So what you been doing? Like, (laughs) okay, hype yourself up for a little bit. Hype yourself up. Thank you. Thank you for permission to do that. I do it do that enough and I'm you trying don't. to own that that space but I'm super proud of my career um a veteran sounds so crazy right now I can't believe like I'm the oldest one in the room these days but <laughs> yeah it's a it's a 17 18 year career um it started believe it or not in hip-hop journalism and I thought that I wanted to be a hip-hop journalist I was always writing I was in this amazing uh program at Michigan State where I got my feet wet in video production and so when I went to go do my internship at by magazine, um, right. I was really good at coordinating and things like that. And who knew that I would be on these photo shoots and all of this, and then go off with the production companies to do other productions. And then it just it matched my personality. Um, I have I'm I'm really blessed to have that creative side and that business side that can work together simultaneously. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. I, I beat the ground everywhere. Um, and that's what I'm really the most proud of, probably, is that, you know, doing the work, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and understanding, I think that all of those early jobs and dozens and dozens and dozens of commercials and every award show known to man and that really hard, that's really hard production. Event production is and, and, and simple production as far as up and down is, the, is really how you can really figure out what production truly is and it really whoops your ass oh it does and and, I mean it's hardcore and um and I think that the years of that just really gave me my chops it makes me a better producer now a better executive a better writer um you know um a better leader for sure for my team because I've been there and I I've, I've done a lot of what they do and so I really understand it and so yeah it's been you know 18 years of that I've went a very ended up unbeknownst to me at the time, a very traditional route as far as, you know, production assistant and worked my way around all the departments and figured out what I liked the most. And then 
uh, production management and line producing, and ultimately an executive. And, and you know, here we are, a founder of my own company, um, which was not in the plans. Um, and so uh, that is that is what it is. And I think I'm most proud of that. I'm most proud of the work. I'm most proud of the collaboration. I'm most proud of the relationships. And then just doing what I love. I still have this. This I'm still in love you know, with, with, with making magic on the screen. And so um, I'm, I'm really blessed to be able to do something that I love and have found it so early in my career. Mm. See, that girl, you're that girl. So like, <laughs> I'm sorry, so like, inspiring. like you went from like wanting to write for Vibe magazine, which is one of the best publications, especially in the nineties and two thousand. So like you had a full circle moment of like doing events because production is just not one angle it's oh, so yeah. many things it's so much and that's what keeps it exciting for me um is that you never know <laughs> what you're <laughs> going to get out of I, I mean I have the most random knowledge that's another thing about but you never know what you're going to learn about what you're going to become an expert on um the cool people that you're going to meet and so that's what's always kept me kind of you know even at Tyler Perry Studios where we get like seven seasons of everything it never it never gets uh it never gets old because you never know what's going to happen on set that day whatever new cast or new whatever that you're bringing to the to the to the production and so it just always kind of keeps you on your toes you cannot you cannot get complacent um, in in development and production, they're really high energy, um, rigorous uh, fields uh, <laughs> to work in. And so I think something about my Virgo personality just really likes to organize and, and do it and see this little bitty idea, you know, come to life and on the screen. And I'm, I, that I'll, I'll give anything to continue to do that for the rest of my life. Oh, so, I do have a question. Since you did mention Tyler Perry Studios, you were the president of Tyler yes. Perry Studios. And yes. we all know, if you don't know who Tyler Perry is, like Heather said earlier, like he, you live <laughs> on the rock. This man has pumped out seasons after seasons of different shows over and over continuously. Like, he's like never taking a break. Like, That's I a machine. Like I see Tyler Perry on everything and I'm just but like, he do doesn't sleep? take a break, break. That means the team doesn't take a break. Yes. So tell us about how did you be, how, tell us everything about Tyler Perry studio, because like wow. a channel, I do not, not see I his have, stuff on. I have such an affinity for Tyler Perry studios and just the vision behind it. And my time there over 15 years, by the way, um, wow. is, is it, it's so, it makes so, it makes me who I am really as far mm. as just making me an outlier because at Tyler Perry Studios, being in Atlanta, Georgia, especially when the studio really took off and we're talking 2005, I came in 2008, 2009. And during that time, there was no Georgia tax credit. There was not all of these productions that you hear about. It was literally like dry. You know, there had been a few, in the heat of the night was like the claim to fame. You know what My I mean? My mom used to watch um, that. You know, two decades before, you know, so that, that goes to show you just how, you know, maybe some second unit shoots and things like that would be done there, but it was really, really quiet. And so Tyler really like changed the game in that way, moving what it would eventually become a major motion picture studio to Atlanta and all of the other resources and studios to follow. We're so old in that city as far as Tyler Perry Studios presence and my team, we actually like help write the Georgia tax credit. Like that's how old it goes mm. back because we were the only ones that they could really consult with, you know, as far as production needs and what would make a really good tax credit, which I think is one of the ultimately one of the best in the country. And so, um, so it was, it was there, you know, working with a place like Tyler Perry Studios, you are bold. Um, mm. 
go against the grain. You're, we're outside of Hollywood. Um, we are underrated, um, yes. counted in, not included. Um, it's like them over there, not, not you know, for, regardless of the numbers showing what it is. And, you know, so eventually that kind of catches up and it's like, what are they doing down there? You know, and so I really respect the studio so much for making me personally an outlier because, and what I mean by that is where else, you know, in this industry, a black woman from a little town called Inkster, Michigan, right outside of Detroit, um, with my lack of resources and access, um, would I have the opportunity to have learned so much at an executive level so soon about development, production, facilities, operations, marketing, promo, catalog management, uh, legal lawsuits, you know, all of that kind of stuff because we were on our own, because we were outside of Hollywood, we had to figure it out. And so that is what I will always, always be indebted to the studio for is putting me in that position over my career, not just the last four years. The, the last four years of the president was, uh, you know, arguably the highest that I could go, but I did every other role in that studio <laughs> that you could possibly think of. And so that, um, you know, Tyler Perry Studios just breaking that wall and, and, and standing up for, for Tyler's vision uh, regardless of what they say, not taking no for an answer. Uh, you know, I think Tyler famously says all the time, you know, um, it's, you only need one yes. And he always talked to the right person. So sometimes when you get that no, you're just talking to the wrong person. And I think that that was the spirit, his vision. Um, that was the spirit of the studio. So everyone on my team, everyone who's been in and out of Tyler Perry Studios over the years, um, I think we all feel that collective vision. I'm not being all corny. When you go work there, you feel it's something you kind of feel. Even every job has its BS and every job yes. has things that could do better and it's blind spots and all of that kind of stuff. But for the collectively, I think you look around and you see all black and brown people um, it's something about it at an, at an elite level um, and spitting out 250 hours of content a year. I don't know who, I, I have not found anyone else who's doing that. And so it's so, it's something about that collaboration um, and that unity on that lot when our productions are employing literally 400 people a pop. We're in production. Jeez. 40 plus weeks a year. Um, that experience is invaluable. I am so grateful for it. And then just, just the, the, the place that it holds in our community, you know, as black and brown people, where else are you gonna go? We always laugh. Whenever somebody gets into production, their grandma or some person or auntie says, you need to go to Tyler Perry studio <laughs> because, but it's true because there is a space um, that has been provided for so many people and so many amazing producers. I know that's been gone on to do some amazing things have come through Tyler Perry Studios at some point. Some people mm -hmm. like to call it a boot camp because it is, it's always production available. It's always something to do and something to grow from. So I, I, I am, um, I very much have, a, I will always have an appreciation for TPS and not to mention, it's inspired a lot of my vision for my company because I saw what's possible. And a well, lot of times, that's what we just want to see is like, I was going to say, I'm like, I mean, that leads right into my next question as far as like your experience with Tyler Perry studios. And then now, I mean, you even said, you're like, I never thought I would be opening in my own studio, but I'd be in my own business and all that kind of stuff. One. Okay. Why not? Because I mean, you're really <laughs> talented, um, but two, um, how has that experience 
really transformed the way that you are now running your own production studio and and the content you want to bring forth. Wow. It's so, it's, that's such a great question. And it really makes me really happy. I really do. Like, as you were asking me, I really get kind of chills because I don't have to talk about this a lot. Um, But to answer your first question, I didn't think about, opening a studio ever or being on this end of it because I'm very much like I said before I'm I'm about the work and it was like I can I can adapt your vision and I can embrace a vision and I can make it come to life if I find that thing to hold on to if I believe it you know and with Tyler Perry Studios I believed it because I saw it I saw mm-hmm. what it I saw what it did for my peers. I saw obviously what it's done for Tyler. And so it was like, I, before, you know, things changed for me, I could have been there forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it was like, you know, I've done it all. We do features, mm-hmm. we do short form, we do TV shows, we do, you know, all kinds of things. And, and it's just a live events. I've been on the road on the theater, you know, with him as Medea and, you know, all of that. And then for me, it just got to the point just so happens as I'm turning 40 years old that year. But I was like, hmm, been there, done that, got the picture to prove it. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something else. And so that is what naturally, you know, like kind of happened. But absolutely, Tyler and Tyler Perry Studios, um, it translates to this news company, again, being bold, going against the grain, knowing that everybody is not for you and being okay with that. Um, understanding what I've witnessed, I've witnessed someone on such an elite scale, such as Tyler's, have a vision and nothing, nothing can come in the way of this vision. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that type of um, commitment um, and determination um, has really, really inspired me through every, every project that we did there and now translating to my company as well, even when it looks bleak, even when it's, it's so hard, even in the midst of strikes and all of those kinds of things, you keep your eye on your vision. And to have the vision, I think that's so important because it just keeps like when you fall off or a strike happens or this or that, you know, you, you have a vision to go back to. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, like this is, this is what we're doing. And I've seen uh, Tyler Perry Studios embrace that notion so much. And it's, it's really been successful for them. And then on the other side of that is the um, is the the literal production model or, or business model, rather, is ownership, you know, and some mm. participation, you know, ownership is really tricky. And I know that's like a buzzword now. And, you know, people are, you know, using that a lot. And it's a lot that goes into it because to have ownership or to have much is to have much responsibility, particularly in this world that we're in, in this industry, particularly when you're talking about premium content. It's not just like, oh, I'm a boss and I own everything. That means you pay on residuals. That means you pay it. You know what I mean? That means that you're taking on all of these things. And um, and so seeing that uh, and managing that, frankly, you know, at Tyler Perry Studios, I'm like, oh, I can I can do this. I've, I've done it. I've been doing it. Dude, and I'm I like, got this. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, maybe I can. You know, maybe I can. And so it took me a while to even embrace that. Um, you know, what all the things that I do, you know how when you're in the middle of something, you just do it and you don't even know everything that you've done. Somebody else has to tell you or like tap you on the shoulder. And I think that was very much my experience because we worked so much. So I never kind of stopped and was like, oh, I've done like 
over a thousand episodes of television and dozens of films. Da, 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 da. Yeah. No big deal. Just a oh, thousand yeah. plus. <laughs> right. No, nothing. No big deal at all. Like that's just a regular day. Regular <laughs> day. Um, and so people like yourselves, uh, my amazing, you know, peers and colleagues, um, people like Tracy, of course. Um, you know, that always, um, you know, support me and remind me of that. Cause I can, I can, I'm just, you know, sometimes the detriment to just working and keeping your head down, you never like stop and like <laughs> say, okay. It's the Virgo in you. Like yeah. you already said you're a Virgo. Okay. <laughs> it is. Okay. So, um, so I have to ask then, because I feel like for someone who has just been around in this industry for so long, and like you said, like just really put in the work, like just really put in the work. What are we failing to understand and see when it comes to the industry that keeps these marginalized groups back? You know, we're making, we're trying to make space. You and other people, I mean, that are trying so hard to tackle these giants of studios and all this kinds. Of, I mean, what are we not getting? What is the general public not getting? Right. I think the general public actually gets it. I think that it's those, the others, like the 2% that don't get Out it. Out there in the, uh, the boonies. I think it's all the things in all industries, not just this industry. I think and not just this nation. I think it's mm -hmm. global. I think it's patriarchy, patriarchy at its best. I mm. think power at its best. I think it's what it's been for since the world was created. You know, I think that that's what it is. And I think that it's always up to what we don't understand. And when I say we, I mean like the 97%, like what we don't understand <laughs> is that we hold all the power. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we truly hold all the power, but because of perhaps different agendas and different whatever, it's hard for us to come together and, and exercise that power in a meaningful way, like all together, because what would happen if the 97% just got it? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, you know, that would be very, very interesting. I think the world would look very different, um, particularly talking from the voice of a woman and particularly a black woman. Mm. Uh, and so I think that ultimately we do see it. I think that people like us and so many other folks, we talk about it every day. We see it because we are the marginalized people, you yeah. know, as women, as black people, as disabled people, as whatever, as trans people, you know, we, we see it and we're very much aware of it. And mm -hmm. until we can have the allies in the right places, um, you know, and who come from that other side of the table who are willing to advocate for us and willing to provide the opportunities and extend fair deals and contracts and um, all of those kinds of things and fair budgets. Um, until we have that, then it's probably going to pretty much remain the same. But then you, we are making progress and we have to acknowledge the progress that we've made. We have to acknowledge the Tyler Perry's of the world and, you know, the Oprah's of the world and people like that who have- And yourself. And yourself. Yes. Huge platforms <laughs> who have, and I was going to say, who've made a way for people like me, you okay. know, so here I am, you know, uh, 15, 20 years, in some cases, 30 years, they're junior. And here I am able to get to it a little faster than what it took them. Mm -hmm. and, so, and then the person behind us will get to it faster than it took us, you know? And so I think ultimately that's the name of the game. It is a marathon and it's one of those things. It is not for the faint of heart. You see these things. I do want to say though, that in that question, I think that at the end of the day, we're responsible for ourselves. At mm. the end of the day, you have the choice to, you know, go after what you want, 
and understand that I'm, in my case, I'm black, I'm a woman and I have these things against me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I yeah. Think I it the other day, like it's hard, but I still got to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that is, that is really what I kind of tell myself to hype myself up. Like this is painstakingly hard sometimes, especially on the finance side of things. And it's like, you know, but you, you just, you, you gotta be determined and you have to do it and find for you what that motivation is, what that, that, what those values are. Um, and I think for me, that is what's really worked. And I have to give a shout out to emotional intelligence. Yes. uh, That's one thing that so many folks are probably not aware of because we're not taught it in school. And, you know, even our parents probably don't even have the word, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the understanding of it or how to put it into words and exercise it. But one thing that I think has done me very well, and I would say some of my most successful colleagues and, and peers is having some uh, high aptitude of emotional intelligence. And, mm-hmm. and that's gonna get you everywhere because emotional intelligence is that other part of your brain outside of just the know-how and the smarts and all of that kind of stuff. It is, can I get over things when it happened? Can I assess things quickly? Um, can I collaborate? Can I work well with other people? This industry is a big collaboration fest. You're gonna- <laughs> everybody and their mom but that's the best part of it that is the best part have to you have to be willing to do that um in a way whatever your values are but in a way that surely translates to I can work with him or her I can do that you know what I mean because that is always what got me far I always say for for to, to people that I mentor you have to, you have to build relationships in this industry and particularly with your peers, because the first thing, the first thing we do on any production, do you know any good PAs? Because before everybody else gets there, before the the lights and everything comes in, we need somebody to help us set this up, get these papers, the first thing we ask is, do you know any good PAs? And you know what those PAs are going to do? They're going to refer their Mm trial and you guys are going to come up together. And so those relationships, um, and integrity and all of those things. I'm going to assume you have the skill and you're doing everything that you have to do to hone your craft and your skills. That's a tiny part of it. Yes. The big part of it is relationships and maintaining those relationships in a genuine way. Um, and so that I believe is also a huge part of my ability to be able to excel in my career. I love that. Emotional intelligence is so key. And like, we all grew up like, be always have a good reputation because it yes. gets you far. Your skills yes. can get you in the door, but your reputation keeps you in the door, Absolutely. which is so key. Like, I remember hearing that growing up and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like you can get, you can go there and do this, but yes. it's how people know you, how you make people and feel. And so amazing that you have that because mm-hmm. so many people do not even have that. And Shout out to Patricia and Howard. Howard. <laughs> Howard, we're on it. Okay. They, they knew. They say, get your reputation right because if you don't, you're not going to get, you're not going to stay around. Like people okay. like, and I love that you're a mentor and I know that you're teaching your mentees that like, I know that's something that needs to be heard more. And like, you're saying all this, I'm just taking this in. Cause like, I feel like I need to hear this today. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, like what you said was like, I feel like I went to church. Oh, like, I feel like I was like in a church. <laughs> I was like revolution. Can we get revolution in here? Like, I just felt like I felt how passionate you are. And that's something that I think everyone even if you're not in the film industry or the production industry like I think everyone needs to hear stuff like this because it's it's exciting and it's good to hear people be actually passionate about what they do still 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you for saying that. And emotional intelligence, um, I don't know if people know the term or not, but it's one of those things that you can practice right away. It's not like mm-hmm. we're like a psychologist or something. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, no, like, you know, practice it with your friends. And I think the heart of it is treat people the way you want to be treated. We do hear that one in school. Yes. All the time. I don't know All how time. to advocate for that. And it's really that simple. It's that place of empathy, sympathy, you know, all of those things. And like, how would I want to be treated in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the more, especially for younger folks, I think that the more that you practice it early, you know, practice getting feedback and not being, you know, hurt about it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, things. Are, I'm not saying ignore, you know, how you feel and emotions and absolutely, you know, acknowledge emotions. Emotions are important and they're instinctual and all of that stuff we know. But practice, like literally, like, you know, what you write or something you're thinking about, practice getting feedback and accepting and processing and having a productive conversation about, there's so many people I've seen that just can't, are, are, it's hard for them to flourish because they can't take mm-hmm. the feedback or apply it because it's so personal to them. And that's a part of emotional intelligence as well is just like understanding that everybody isn't for real out to get you. Um, and mm-hmm. some feedback is real and understanding how to distinguish between the feedback that you want to keep, the feedback that's not for you, you know, all of those things because this industry is way, way more no's than yeses for everybody behind the mm-hmm. camera and in front of the camera. And you gotta have, you know, I know politically we're not supposed to say like thick skin anymore, but you gotta have something to be like, okay, I can take it in, I feel away, I can process it and move on. I tell the mm-hmm. people that I've mentored, the first thing I want you to practice that comes out of my mouth is learn how to recover and recover. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> It's so much time. Tracy and I were just talking about this. It's so much, so many times earlier in my career where I obsessed and worried about things so much that really, really didn't matter. And that comes with experience, of course, to be able to say, I don't got to worry about this anymore. But if you can be a little bit more aware and realize in the grand scheme of where I think I want to be, like, what does this really matter? Or if this happened, like, I feel away, I'm going to take a day and now we're moving on. The quicker that you can do that, like, and practice it repetitively, the the so better off you're going to be 20 years from now. Like when you're yes. like, okay, I'm done with all this. I'm ready to reach <laughs> No, that's actually key. Cause like I, like I said before, it works for everyone. Just like recover, learn how to recover because recover. you can't dwell on it. You can't yeah. overthink it. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love mm. it. Mm, Michelle, you're speaking to my speaking to my spirit. I know. I feel like I needed to hear this today too, Chauncey. Yeah. I mean, Chauncey and I have been going through it lately, and I, and you know, it's one of those things where you're just like, you know what? Okay, yeah. this is a yeah, solid pep today. talk that we needed. So <laughs> you're like like the older sister that we needed, it, as they say, life, life's for real. Yeah, it really does. Life has it's been lifey life. lately. <laughs> like the best news on Tuesday, and then like Wednesday, like. It goes like, the fan. She hit the fan. So what, like, <laughs> what happened? Like, you know, and so we just have to be like in the grand scheme of things, you know, find that inner wisdom. Um, and then the people around you, like, I'm so yes. happy you guys have each other in this particular journey that you're on. And I think that's so amazing. I'm so grateful Thank for you. my close team as well, because the people around you, honey, will make or break you. Mm-hmm. I promise that. That is fact. That yeah <laughs> you ain't saying you ain't saying nothing i haven't heard like your tribe yeah. is important like if you yeah. don't have those people 
it will break your spirit and it's yeah. not in a good way but honestly like you're just like this cool older sister that I needed today yeah, and like I, I love that like you're like, just like the cool sister. younger sister I feel like I was like they want me on that oh uh, we're not that young we just I look, like, we just look going, I was like they want me yes, because we, okay, we saw you at culture con and we we're like wow like can we get her on the podcast like we could just have, we could just ask like shoot our we shot we figured it was literally the longest shot ever and we're like let's just try and then we're like <laughs> wait we got I'm it i was like i, lo- I love the title is everything you know mm-hmm. i was like this is this is amazing and then the slay nation of it. like i was just like this is like speaking my language like we have to do this yeah i'm yeah. so happy I i'm so happy it. okay so to wrap things up you have to tell us out of all the years that you've worked on projects do you have a favorite you have to have a couple wow I you know what I have favorites for different reasons like they say they were all like kids and like <laughs> tell us tell us this is so random this you're gonna be like really Michelle like I kind of <laughs> feel silly for saying it but no say it Antonetta Harrison stalling she's married now uh-huh my favorite production of all time where I had like just the most gut-busting laughter and fun was the MTV Awards in Vegas. I was an audience oh, coordinator. Oh, the one with Timberland? The one with Timberland and Justin Timberlake? With, with Kanye West. Yes. Chris Brown. I mean, yes. Chris Brown in his heyday, Rayana. Yes, I before mean, the incidents. Chris Brown is not out of his heyday. Like he, before the incidents, yes, right. yes, yes. You know what I mean? Before, yes. before all that. Yes. Before, and it was, um, it was such, I mean, I just remember, and we were audience coordinators of all things. So when I tell you, we let everybody in there, mama up in there. <laughs> like, come on through, got tickets. Everybody like come come through the door we're red you know and so it was just I mean it was so much fun we literally literally lost our voices it was the most amazing and then I remember Kanye West being upset about his performance of Good Life and it was yes how could you it was the most iconic performance where you're walking through the Palms Hotel the whole Mm -hmm. it was so amazing and and it was just everything was just you know it's one of those times where you're with your best friends we all worked on that project we all got in a car together and drove down from LA just to like do work that we didn't know because we were in production management at that time but we just wanted to do the show award show circuit at that time and so we were like, let's just do it for the, do it for the, do it for the, the, the group. And so we had so much fun and that will forever go down in history. Just us laughing and then putting our, our credentials and our shirts and we could sit in, cause we wanted to like, yeah, yeah, I'm just here for the show. <laughs> so, okay. So when you said that, I remember that show. I remember that MTV VMAs. You know the, it's, it's the camera it scans us a couple of times. It's hilarious. We I have to look back. Have our credentials tucked in our shirt. We are going crazy. We love Chris Brown. It was so crazy. And then the Kanye West performance and us trying to like hurry up and move our audience. And it was so much fun. And so when I hear that question, it's it's almost like out of all the things that you've done, huge productions, you know, all of the kind of stuff, it goes back to that would be my last, by the way, that was that also marked my last award show I ever did. Um, it, it was just all of these things. It was me, it kind of symbolized, I was 
super excited about going into this another, another level in my career and getting into writer's rooms and stuff. So I was kind of leaving the award show circuit behind. So it was just one of those things. And I think it was probably the last time too that I got to work with like all of my best friends in the industry. And so I'll never forget that. Um. Yeah. I I'm just upset that I got so excited when you said that. I was like the one in Vegas with Timberland and like Justin Timberlake because I remember yeah. that performance because yeah. Justin Timberlake was supposed to perform in Sacramento uh-huh. the next day he canceled his tour he's like my voice is out and I was uh-huh. like this so the way- so in Vegas, it was a party it was it was a great like, time it was like the good life tour even the camera operators like everybody had a blast on that show oh, it's, just, it's, it's an iconic show for me as a crew member um I'll just never forget it it just stands out and then like I said it just marked a special time in my career and that's when MTV award shows was like the thing you had to watch that was like yeah you talk about the next day like oh did you see the MTV award show like that's how good it was back in the day like now I forget Maybe because I'm getting older and I only know what's going no, on in the world. No, it's, it's not, not the same. same. Okay, good. It's like not this. the same at all. Don't I remember like, blaming yourself like, and your age. No, no, no. no. it's the not the same. Too. Culture has changed. The culture has changed. The landscape, social media, all of that stuff has made, you know, those things not what they used to That's be. That's the best production. You are- then, that was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that was the greatest answer ever. Because I got like, I like lit up like a little child. <laughs> Right. I don't <laughs> watch that. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of shamed. Like, no. What? No, because I'm like, I done did all these like amazing productions and like really goes back to the MTV award. Yeah. No, because that's <laughs> the best one. Like, I literally have watched those performances once in a while just for fun. Like, all like MTV old throwback performance or yeah. like BET ones. And they were fun. They were so, so much fun. It like, was a vibe. Was Brittany was in her bag. Oh, Brittany was oh. in her bag back in the day. The Slave for You video. Oh, stop that. Oops, I did a video. Oh, stop it. Don't get me started. Don't even start on TV. Everything's so, so new. You know what I mean? And so it was just, it was DMX showing up to a war show was amazing. Wow, right? Oh. We could go all day with this. That was, a heyday. that was their heyday. That's a different, that's a different podcast. We gotta get you on about the production of like shows. So down for that. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I'm obsessed with stuff like that. Even though I'm not in the production industry, I just love stuff like that. I love like old like history stuff like that. But yeah, we have to get you on another one for that. I'm sorry. I'm too excited. I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining us and for taking the time to tell us your story and inspire and also make us laugh. Give us some little uplifting uh, pep talks that we needed today. Definitely. Um, Chauncey, thanks for coming to the studio. I love Anytime. It. I love Anytime Michelle's here. It's so fun. Anytime Michelle's going to show I'm going to show up because it's the, oh the best thing ever. Thank you guys so much. It's been so much fun. You promised it would be fun at the beginning and it absolutely was. Um, I'm so excited to be a part of this and I'm going to continue following you guys and any of those topics you want to talk about. I'll talk oh, about yeah. production all day. So, you know, just, just let me know. <laughs> okay. So where can everyone follow you, find you? Because you were, you were that girl. Like I already said that earlier. Oh, wow. I'm that girl. Okay. You're that girl. <laughs> um, but I'm on Instagram at michellesneed247 um, and we're at a few good women productions, um, you know, on Instagram. So we would love to see you guys there. We're doing some really cool things on our platform. So especially a few good women productions, some cool opportunities we just rolled out. Um, so yeah, follow us there. Oh, I love it. All right, Slay Nation. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Awesome. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah.